The world is a beautiful but challenging place to live. And let's face it, life hits hard sometimes. So if you find your hopes and dreams and mental well-being needs a boost, you're tuned in to the right podcast. Welcome to Inspire Us with your host, Jay Paul Nadeau, a former hostage negotiator turned motivational speaker and acclaimed author of Take Control of Your Life. And now, here's your host, Jay Paul Nadeau. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inspire Us. I am Paul Nadeau, your host, and I have a friend of mine with me, but not only is a friend, he is an inspiration. This young man's name is Ali Salama, and a remarkable background that Ali has. He is a speaker. He's also a podcaster. He's just launched a course on how to podcast. His course is uh, really remarkable. He's an ex-pro athlete. And he is the Middle East's mental health ambassador. As a graduate of the Ryerson University's entrepreneurship degree, he's uh, co-founded Visit Egypt, Egypt's largest travel media network before dedicating his life to Empower Magazine. That was the first mental health magazine in the Middle East. I can go on and on about this young man, but I am actually going to ask you, Ellie, to, to tell us more about yourself and where you're at right now. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Jay Paul. It's always the most difficult question you get asked. You know, as human beings, we go through ups and downs and it's so hard to just confine ourselves and our identities into a, a sort of a one minute or two minute segment. But in a nutshell, I think if you ask me, tell me more about who you are, I'll tell you that in simple terms i'm someone who really cares a lot i'm someone who and we'll, we'll we will definitely dive into a little bit deeper later on about sort of how that came about and and, and i used to be someone who was a very alpha person and until i went through my mental health struggle and which led me to start my magazine which led all of that and i think that today I do feel very creative, but I also feel very entrepreneurial, yet I also feel very responsible socially. So that is really where sort of everything that I've done or been through has been tied, if that makes sense. It does. And you're right. To try to summarize your life in a sentence or two is very difficult. But at 24, Ali, I know that you've had a lot of personal struggles, which we're going to get into. But you have worked on some remarkable uh, projects, and I touched on just a couple of them. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing in the mental health area? Yeah, so yeah, that's a very, very important part of my life. I still maintain till this very moment. If I were to be very honest, I never saw myself doing this. In fact, I didn't even believe in mental health. I was the type of person or the guy that would that would just be there for people but not really understand and not really sort of feel what other people were feeling it was it was very difficult for me to experience what I am doing right now until I went through what I went through so just to really wrap things up from that angle I did suffer from clinical depression when I moved to Canada when uh, when I was 17 uh, I'm 24 now. It was very hard you know, changing backgrounds. And 
you're talking to someone who's you know swam in a world championship and was a professional training nine to ten times a week you're talking to someone who probably has mental grit that as a child um, many people sort of weren't disciplined to, to have because that was what my life as an athlete was about um, so having gone through some period of my life where I completely lost that almost became sort of an identity crisis, which I actually also went through because you just don't understand. Is this really real? Is this reality me? Am I looking at myself in the mirror? And you question things. So that was where my mental health journey started. And that's when I realized that I, I, I simply never saw someone else talk about what I was talking about. I never, never felt this before. I never thought that this was even humanely possible on this earth to feel the, the emotions that I was feeling until I started to open up and until I started to feel much more connected because until you open that door in your life to allow certain people, certain conversations to flow, they're always going to be closed. And that's what really started my mental health conversation. And that's why I, I still prevail till today speaking. And I founded the Middle East Mental Health Magazine as a, as a university project of mine at Ryerson and went viral. Form just asking people to share their story anonymously and bearing in mind that my community was a minority community when, when we speak around those subjects. So people mm -hmm. finally got the chance. And, you know, sometimes if you feel very inwardly closed and lost, when you get that, when you see a door opening by someone else or by an opportunity, you automatically want to run towards it because, you know, you never had that chance. And, I never had that chance if I didn't, I never had that chance if I didn't come to Canada, but I also wanted to have other people the chance or give other people the, the chance to see something they'd never seen before. And this was it. This was really it. And now I pursue it as, as, as part of my life, lifelong mission. You, uh, you left Cairo at 17 and were a professional athlete. What was the, I guess, what was the motivation to leave uh, Cairo? I'm imagining it was probably a family decision to come to Canada. Yeah. So like I was living in Dubai before coming to Canada for like quite some time. I think it was about three years I was living in Dubai. The motive was to have a better education here. Uh, my dad is a citizen of Canada and studying in the Middle East, you know, because my parents are teachers, they knew that the quality of education here was by far superior than anywhere in the world. So I realized that coming to Canada would be a great opportunity for me to elevate, you know, myself and take a challenge as well, a personal growth challenge. And sometimes you just don't really know what you're getting yourself into until it happens because... I never, never imagined this challenge would be so grand that it would put me through what I went through. Yet I'm still glad today that I went through what I went through. And that is an important point right there, because after landing in Canada, you, you mentioned that the depression set in. And so what did you experience? What was your, your depression? How did you feel about yourself uh, you know, back, back then, just getting here to Canada? As you said, a new citizen, a new environment, a new life, and losing uh, that, that love that you had for the sport. Look, if, if I take myself back to that time, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was almost like I lost every piece that made me who I am. 
if 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 you were to ask me about my depression it was it was the darkest cloud that i've ever woken up to and uh i remember very well um you know i i, I waking up and not being able to you know just taking a shower was a very difficult chore for me um one one thing uh one thing that really keeps haunting me every time i think about this period was you know i didn't f- find making friends was very hard for me uh, the culture sh- shift was very very challenging nonetheless um you know during this time going to class sitting by people looking them in the eye they would look at me in some sort of you know weird way because my eyes were dead shot red you know from the overthinking from the um, mm-hmm. from 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 how hard lifting myself uh was it was almost getting you know to me physically and i had no idea that i was uh, emitting that energy and i think that you know for people experiencing this it's very hard when you come to explain this to somebody else that has never felt that lifting themselves every single day just getting out of bed is kind of like lifting weights in the gym because i am an athlete too i understand how hard it is mm. to lift a 200 pound you know uh, whatever 200 pound barbell uh, on a bench it, it 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 was way harder because this was you lifting yourself up the chore of a normal human being was a challenge for you. So the anxiety that comes with it, the assignments at school, the the normal responsibilities, taking care of your bills, all that was frightening, of course, Paul, because I had to do it, you know. And uh, yeah. and, and, and 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 oftentimes I I don't want to forget that responding to a message or to a call was something I over. I overthought and I still remember that because I was the person who was very happy all the time and people would take advice from me yet I just didn't want to show that because of how scared I was at that time. So that's a little bit of how that period was and my mom was uh, was a big support system for me at that time. Well, and you've you've hit on a several points that I've heard people mention before too. That darkness, the weight uh, being on top of you, and making it difficult to get out of bed. And a lot of people experience that when they go through depression. And many of our listeners will relate with you, especially some of them who are in the situation that you are in, being someone who's coming to a new land or dealing with something new. Uh, What you said, too, is really important. You said that it began to change for you when you decided to open up and share your feelings with others. And I think that that is one of the keys to recovery is when you are ready to be vulnerable and open up and just share your experience with someone. Tell us about what motivated you what inspired you to open up to someone what was the key that unlocked that door for you well paul i think walking every day on the streets seeing people smile that hurt me so much because when you're going through depression and when you're clinically diagnosed i.e you've been in this state for six months or eight months you can't understand how people are smiling you can't understand happiness 
you you lose that sense of you know you almost lose that sense of feeling and i think what made me really feel like i've had enough was just i i sort of became so stubborn like i i couldn't bear seeing people having something it was almost this competitive person inside of me came out and was like no no i you know it's 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 it, i've had enough i just don't know what to do but i'm just going to give this give this a shot and i remember very well it was one day my mom kept kept telling me hey you should see somebody it's okay and i because i'm stubborn as well i can i can have a double edged sword right you can be stubborn <laughs> you can <laughs> it can really haunt you and 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 really drive you down the the deep dark hole and it can also uh you know lift you up when you decide that you know you're just going to do something and whether that works or not I have nothing to lose uh because i just didn't i, I didn't see uh, that, that that it was it made sense i didn't i didn't understand some people told me that you know it it gets better and i was willing to give those people you know the benefit of the doubt and um my mom told me hey why don't you check the counseling service at your university and i did that and you know what it did help a little bit uh what i could tell you helped the most was seeing other people also scared just the way i was in the same space because that meant that i wasn't alone and it wasn't just being said to me you're not alone i could feel it and when you could feel something that's when you realize all the cynicism like being being cynical that goes away because you actually live that truth and i started living the truth of people were in the same boat that i was and they were also taking the same step i started to realize that no there's there is hope and someone who was 10 steps ahead of me in that same circle that was one time sitting in my spot uh just showed me hope and that made me hope just cling on to something even harder and harder and harder and i wanted I seriously believe that life even though it was so dark can be beautiful because I was seeing people seeing that and it was a matter of why can't I see it where is that fogginess coming out of and how can I clear this out because I can't and I couldn't so if I was to commit to something um hopefully that would have uh, changed and it did over time Paul it really did and I like what you just said sometimes we are told that you're not alone and words alone might not be enough to inspire us to uh, to to make a change but you also looked around you and noticed that some people were going through the same thing and many people are especially now i think that uh, there is so much uh, suffering in the world as a result of some of the recent uh, events that have occurred in our life and there's a lot of people who are feeling the same way that uh, that you have and that many people again there's strength in numbers and there's a lot of people out there who are suffering was there anybody that you opened up to that might have helped you more than than someone else yeah definitely it was very fondly enough it was my best friend he's called daniel perry in the united kingdom in england um we were best friends in high school in dubai and i remember very well till this day talking to each other every single day whether it was 15 minutes on skype 30 minutes on skype um i remember he was always just asking just how's your day um and uh, just being there i think made the five year sort of 
progress which many doctors had you know told me it gets better over like three five years two years it made it it made it super quick it made it mm. over a year a year and a half and it almost felt like it didn't take time because the commitment was almost a routine and that just built and because i liked that because i felt connected because i felt that i wasn't being judged i think this was the most important thing and the most important thing i keep saying to people who are really struggling and are finding it extremely hard paul is finding someone that you can uh, that you can feel who isn't judging you and that loves you unconditionally because when you lose that smile it's lost it's it, it, it's lost it, it will be found but it you have to be with someone who 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 is willing to hop on your journey to help you discover yourself without there being some sort of um high to low level of sympathy it's empathy that really have you both standing on the same ground so that you don't feel that he is or she is looking down or up at you because that is the only way to just empower someone when when i was on the call with dan daniel every single day i would never feel that he was you know just sympathizing with me other than empathizing i understand you're going through this i believe in you i can i can see so much inside of you you have it simple words go so far and when you're around people like that or when you're in a community that reinforces sometimes what you do not see in yourself that is the way forward that i found most beneficial and I, I love what you said, and, and thank you so much for sharing this. What you are touching on is reaching out to a person that you trust in your circle, someone that will not judge you, someone that will empathize with you as opposed to sympathize with you. And I've said this in, in one of my earlier broadcasts. Uh, I said, you know, Leonard Cohen, the great Canadian uh, songwriter who's unfortunately departed with us, he wrote a song in 1995 called Anthem. And he said that there's a crack in everything, but that's how the light gets through. And we have all suffered our cracks and some of us are, have suffered our breaks. But within each of us, there is a light. And your friend was that light for you during those dark times and making yourself vulnerable to him. A lot of people out there think vulnerability is a dark emotion because they associate it to hopelessness and sadness and, and regret. Vulnerability is actually the gateway to connection and communication and friendship and support, being vulnerable with each other as you were with him and him being the light. Now look at you. Tell me about that tremendous transition where you went from being the one. You are an ambassador in the mental wellness community, uh, Egyptian community. Tell me, tell me about that. I'm excited to hear about that. Yeah, Paul. I think when I was going through it, I was going through the biggest, biggest uh, hurdle was sometimes if you don't have a, a member of the family or someone you look up to as a role model who has been through this journey. Um, you start to you know make promises to yourself you start to tell yourself well when i do this this is what i will become when i get out of this i promise myself i will make sure that this is never going to be uh, my you know this is never go i will never allow myself to live a single day without empowering someone else or i will never allow someone else to feel that uh, way without me at least trying to 
And this is why I decided to be or and start what I was doing because I realized that those are people's lives. Those are people that are living and breathing that might have great potential to change the world and bring about beautiful things, you know. And by the way, when I say change the world, I don't mean to be Steve Jobs or I mean to just bring someone else's smile to their face. You know, we need more people. And unfortunately, one thing I realize is that people who are uh, the most emotional and the most giving people and the kindest souls sometimes go through the most. And I made a vow to myself that I will try my best to empower and give those people the best sort of that I can so that people that, you know, instilled suffering and, 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 and are not the best people in the world don't don't multiply because the mm -hmm. only way you can sort of bring more of this energy is to be ferocious about your mission because of how important it is and by me being and talking in the way that i'm talking i'm allowing people to see that no you can still be a great sort of ethical empathetic man and still be so soft and so vulnerable and so emotional and still succeed in that manner. I believe that now it's my responsibility to go on any journey and succeed on just to give people hope that no, it's not a vice versa. You're a nice or you're a, you're a mean sort of a, a manager that like will be authoritative. No, you can be the most innovative, beautiful human being kind of soul and still be the successful person and still, you know, get the things that hypothetically are instilled in our minds that only mean people or only, you know, people that are ruthless, that have no mercy you know, lead their lives with. And that was a notion or a narrative that I didn't accept in my life. I always found that you could be the strongest person in the world with the biggest heart and lead a great mission and cause and still live a great quality life. And that's my mission. And that's a fantastic mission because you're absolutely right. It is, uh, you know, the great leaders uh, who are the ones who are soft-spoken, who uh, listen first, who involve their employees into uh, brainstorming and doing all that wonderful stuff. You're right. The most successful people can and are often the, uh, the ones that care the most. And when you care, you can create and that's uh, the, the wonderful thing about it. Your mission has taken you to many different places. So your experience with the Egyptian community, what is it that you are doing? Do you have your magazine still? Are you still working? What is it that you do? So at the moment, what I do is, so I, I did, I, my magazine was operating for around a year and a half uh, from March 2019. And what I've done right now is I've realized that I personally get a lot more traffic on my social media. So I've decided to harness the power of podcasting because to start a business, one thing you need to do is you need to monetize. And I found it so hard to monetize in a way online without having a product or service. So without going into so much detail there, the message here was now what I do is I help people use their voice to start successful podcasts because now I have a product or service uh, that can easily be leveraged across many, many, many other streams um, an online course. Uh, what I do for the Egyptian community, and that's the most important thing, is I just speak on their behalf 
when it comes to understanding their issues and their problems and Middle Eastern communities in general, because it's a culture more so than a, a nation. Um, what I do is I, I make content, I speak, uh, and you know, a, a month ago I was speaking at the UN in Egypt for International Youth Day, and um, I get I get offered to be, you know be a consultant on research projects for the World Health Organizations and other you know uh, professors doing uh, research around the world when it comes to uh, harnessing the power of my community, uh, community a community that really cares about mental health and it's a niche right now it's growing but with this pandemic and with so many things um, one thing I'm working on is managing uh, the new business venture that I'm starting which is the art of podcasting school which is a school that essentially um, is all about building a conversation just like what we're doing right now meaningful conversations that allow people to build strong communities to feel even better about themselves because me and you were all part of a community that makes us feel and identify with who we are. I try to link that work with my mental health work, which is all about, again, empathy and building community and making sure that we are all uh, not left behind and no one's feeling alone. Because at the end of the day, with the power of social media, this is how I'm harnessing uh, the message and, and, and the platform. Ali, that is uh, such a, a great endeavor on your part. You've mentioned a couple of things our listeners would really benefit from, some of them anyways. Uh, these difficult times have left a lot of people without their jobs or looking for work. You had a successful magazine that uh, wasn't, wasn't reaching as many people as uh, you could in another way. So you found something else to do. Uh, you know, you were creative uh, in developing something new. And I think a lot of uh, people out there can really benefit hearing more stories like this of how people have, have created their own opportunities and gone on to do something else. And a lot of people, folks, if, if you're going through something really difficult right now, you've lost your job, there are different ways to create your own business. There's entrepreneurs out there. There's uh, all kinds of courses that you can take and sign up because that's amazing. And again, there's a lot of people out there uh, that need to, to get some income and to be creative and take the first step because the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And the idea is to keep moving forward. You've touched on so many wonderful things here, Ali. Can you give our audience a few tips on how to move forward, uh, not only through dark times that they are experiencing, but where to go? Yeah. So, Paul, this is a great question. My key message here is, um, first of all, in, in any hard time, take care of yourself. Um, and there's no one way to take care of yourself. Uh, for me, self-care is the epitome of anything that I deem successful in my life. Because when I take this 30-minute you know, gym or workout that I do to feel good about myself, everything flows. When I don't take care of myself, I can't be half as productive as, as, as I could. And um, I, can't, I, I can't be the person I want to be uh, to, to do the things and be the person that I want to be for people that I love. So you can't, and it's just like the oxygen mask uh, metaphor when you're in an airplane, you know, you have to put mm -hmm. yours first before you put others. So that's the main thing I really, 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 and you know what, if it takes you one week to just learn how to take care of yourself, let it be. 
Do not give yourself a timeline because that just puts more pressure and, and, and makes you feel more anxious. So make sure that you develop some sort of regimen so that you feel energized to just do something in your day. So that is the most important thing. The second thing is to always, always, always um, learn that no matter how successful you are or no matter what you do, um, so for example, my mental health magazine was a great success in terms of it reaching, you know, people, people talking about it, but did it make money? No. Do I see it as a failure? No, I see it as the biggest learning lesson in my life. Yeah. So no matter what you do, no matter if you were a waitress, if you were, if you had a job and then you no longer have it, what did you learn from that job? Because there's something that you've learned from that job that you can take on and have it as a skill set that you can use in any other thing that you will be able to connect the dots backwards using. And that's the only thing that I can really hope people take from this episode is asking themselves, what have I learned from what I've done that I can take onto and, and, and leverage in my next step in my journey? No, oh, there's a lot more than they're going to take away from this, uh, my friend. You have shared a lot. You have talked about how you went from being clinically depressed to reaching out, to opening up, to being vulnerable, to finding that one trustworthy individual in your life who was your flame, your light into your cracks and who helped build you up. Then you talked about how you just started to try different things and you're right. Sometimes things may not work out and we don't look at them as failures. We look at them as opportunities, uh, what we learned from them. They, they didn't work out. It's okay. At the end of my, you know what? At the end of my life, I do not want to be visited by the ghost of missed opportunities who say, hey, Nado, you missed out on this and you didn't do that. And what was wrong with you? I gave you every shot. If if one direction is not working for you, you got to use another direction or take something else. People say, you know, I have asked me and I'm in awe of you too, with all the accomplishments that you've had, I try different things and uh, some things work and some things don't, but I don't give up. And that's one of your messages right there is never ever to give up. So folks, Ali Salama is a true testament, 24-year-old entrepreneur who is doing so many remarkable things and helping others. And he is one who has gone through the darkness and back into the light. And let's learn from him and from others who share the same kind of story. So many things impacted me uh, today with your talk, Ali. And one of the things was that when you look around, you can see that other people are feeling the same way that you are. And you know that you're not alone. And uh, I know that there's a lot of people out there who are suffering right now. And yes, I, we said it before, it's not enough just to say that, you know, hey, you're not alone. Seek out those trustworthy people in your life and be vulnerable Remember, vulnerability is not a dark emotion. It is the gateway to the light. It is the gateway to, to friendship and support. And we are all in this together, aren't we, Ali? Yeah, I, I just really want to say, you know, as long as you keep trying, you are always winning. The moment you, you know, the moment you stop trying is the moment that no, um, no answer will be found. So the only way to just keep keep you don't want a destination you want the journey and the one thing that really 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 resonates with with everything that you know 
anyone I've even seen, not just with me, is keep going because uh, even though you might be harsh on yourself, the act of keeping on is defiance to the state that you are in. And that is empowerment and that is strength. So always know that, you know, you are, and once you realize that, that act of defiance, uh-huh. That's, that's rebellious that's who you are and that's that's why you will get to where you want to get just keep up and never be that harsh on yourself because sometimes we are our worst enemies and um i just hope that if in case you ever felt like that um maybe that sets up a light bulb in your mind wonderful message there ali thank you so much for taking your time coming on my show and sharing your your vulnerability with our audience and your tips with our audience because i know it's going to help a lot of people out there now before we say goodbye for now uh where can people sign up to your podcast course for sure, I will be sending you a, a link uh, with a discount code, and it's going, going to be a fifteen percent discount code Woo. of ninety-seven uh, dollar course, and they could sign up to it there. And um, it, we are at the Art of Podcasting on Instagram, so if they would love to, you know, get more information, uh, join the community, uh, get more tips, or, or join our private Facebook group. That would be absolutely great. Um, but yeah, I will send you a link with a discount code that you can put in your show notes below on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It's just one click away. And I would love to, you know, help anyone out that would love to, you know, embark a new journey and build, uh, build their voice. Ali, thank you so much for coming in. I remember hearing you speak when we first met and you were inspiring then. You are inspiring us now and continue on your journey and inspire us daily. Thank you, thank you, my friend. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another insightful episode. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave your comments. For more information, check out our website at www.inspireus.ca. Remember, it's not what happens to us that matters most. It's how we respond to what happens to us that does. Stay strong and resilient. 